2: Welcome to Amplified. We are live in D.C. and so thankful for a beautiful start to a new year. We are starting, I would say, with one of the biggest shows we've ever had with uh, Rudy. And I would actually like to turn the microphone over to Andrea for a wonderful introduction.
3: Well, hello. You know, Rudy Rudiker is one of the most amazing people that I've ever had the pleasure of talking to. So, When I talked to Rudy, he said, you know what? We're going to do something different, Andrea. I don't want you to talk about me like everybody else talks about me. Yes, that's awesome that I beat all odds, and I'm from South Bend, Indiana, and I did all these wonderful things to make people love me as far as, you know, wanting to attend Notre Dame and to play football for the fighting Irish and people yelling Rudy, Rudy, and all the hype that came from being on the movie. But what I really want to talk about is what he said. Is I said, I want to talk about being the true underdog, how we are all the true underdogs who made the impossible possible. We are the people who were always told that you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're not thin enough, and you can't do it. And yet he is the guy who's leading these underdogs and telling them that you can make it possible and that you can do it. And yes, it took him 10 years to make these things happen, and we're going to tell you more about all about that, Uh, the Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish and all of that with people screaming, Rudy, Rudy. And you will be screaming, Rudy, Rudy, at the end of the show, because he told me it's about the passion of the mindset that makes your dreams a reality. So please help me warmly welcome Rudy Rudiker to the show.
4: Thank you for that. That was very good. Appreciate that. Thank you. You're
2: welcome. She's been practicing for a couple of days. I said this is a big show, so we have to take it up a couple of notches.
4: So... (laughs)
2: Rudy, I I, I know you want to talk about the underdogs, but let's give a, for those who may not have heard, I mean, that's an amazing uh, aspect if someone has not heard of the movie, Rudy, because if you just do a Google search for the most inspirational movies, Google puts you between number two and number five, depending on, I guess, which link you click on. So that's a real testament to what an underdog can actually do to to tug on the heartstrings and, and also... I know that one part of this was getting to Notre Dame, the other one was getting the movie completed. So let's start off with uh, introducing the story of who is Rudy?
4: Good uh, good question. Rudy is just a regular, normal guy uh, who grew up in a blue-collar town, uh, large family, one of 14, and we had to earn everything we wanted. And the most important thing is to uh, dream big and don't let anyone steal that dream. Now, saying that, I did dream big. Uh, and I dreamt because I was inspired and I had a feeling, and I fought for the feeling. And when you fight for the feel of what you feel like and want to do, it becomes a whole different dynamic of a journey. Instead of wanting to play football at Notre Dame, It was a feel. Wanting to go to Notre Dame, it was a feeling spiritually. It was a feeling of power power, and uh, a very positive attitude. And all the negative thoughts went away once you uh, knew what you wanted and you stayed stayed away from um, the reality of people telling you why you can't. But even though you had to deal with that, and, and I really faced that head on, I always stayed in that dream world, that imagination world. And some got me in trouble and some didn't. But it taught me lessons along the way. It got people involved with my journey that wanted me to succeed and some didn't want me to succeed. But that's life. That's where you fall, and that's where you need your character to come full circle, uh, which was taught by your parents and your family values and how you were brought up. Your education uh, was somewhat of a question, what you were learning. And what I learned was if you dream big enough, you will learn what you need to know instead of what they're trying to tell you, what you need to know in order to do what you need to do. I think that's where people get confused. So I find out if a child, if a young person is dreaming, uh, empower that. Uh, Let him find his way uh, through mistakes. And don't remind him he's making a mistake, just show him when he does make a mistake, you're going to be okay you will he will do it better. Let's look for the positive in it and and I think that was the key to my I always look for the positive instead of the negative in it. Well, what actually had you think this way because
2: I don't recall. Your other thirteen siblings uh, going to Notre Dame and playing with you, I mean you really stood out as the big dreamer what what caused that?
4: Oh I think what was uh, well, that's a great question, and it all comes down to uh, oh my goodness um, I think the spiritual side really kicked in um and, and it becomes very strong, your faith, uh, because you start listening to God's voice instead of other people's voice. Um, so you, you got to understand that and follow. And it's almost like a gut reaction, uh, uh, a very calm feeling that you have. Um, and, and I think people get that confused. And why I didn't get it confused, I stuck to that. I stuck to the the voice, the positive, and make sure that's God speaking to you and stay away from the devil thoughts because they're always trying to influence you with doubt, with uh, criticism. So I took criticism as constructive, very constructive. It's hard to do, but I did it. Saying all that, I think our children today and our people that are struggling to be somebody, I think they fall for all the Information that people give them that it's really not them. It's, they tell you what you look like, what you should be, what you should wear, how smart you should be. They never talk about your dreams. <laughs> What's your dream? <laughs> you know, empower that. I was watching a hockey game of youth, youth hockey. I saw the cooks just yelling at this young boy because he missed a goal. He was a goalie. And he tried. He really, really tried. And um, it, it's. Um, uh, you, you can't really can't tell a young man you missed that goal because you're not in good. You have to tell that young man you'll get it next time. You'll be fine. Just focus. You know those are things that aren't really told kids. They're told the other stuff. Remember that's what was told to me, and that's why I lost a dream until so someone told me basically how it could be and not how it should be, and 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 uh, make made a big difference. Who is that person?
2: Well,
3: one of the things um, you don't mind me uh, saying is, you know, you have the Rudy Awards where you recognize children who make outstanding, exceptional efforts. You know, when they, when they just try really hard, they do their best and overcome obstacles or set goals. You know, everything they do to stay on track to reach their dreams and build those qualities of what you say of character and courage and contribution and commitment, those four Cs. And uh, that's one of the things I really admire about you and admire about Ken as well because I see him do that with not only children but the people that he, he works with and, and helps to show that they have this amazing voice in the world as authors and speakers. So I wanted to thank you for that, Rudy, because that's amazing.
4: Well, it's important because our teachers sometimes they become very frustrated because they live for the kids instead of living for their passion. Why are you teaching? <laughs> Why are you coaching? To win championships or to develop young people, and I think they forget that the young people get confused because they listen to the news, they watch these professional athletes how they act, or some mentor that's acting the wrong way, so they get confused because they don't understand that what's inside you, and that's what not is what is outside you. And you meet these some of these athletes that are great athletes; you find out they do have God in their life, and they do have a spiritual side. And and they're very competitive. So that's a very elite athlete when they're at that level. Now, not everybody can run fast or be as strong as that guy. I remember at Notre Dame, I wasn't as fast or strong or good as they, but, yet I contributed. And once you allow, allow the kids to learn that, or an athlete to learn it, if you know how to contribute, you're part of that team and you'll be part of the winning team. There's only one winner. And so we all can't win, but we all can contribute. And I think that's the character part of it. And that's where I got excited. I can contribute to a great tradition. Because years later, when you think about it, people don't ask you how long you played. They want to know, did you play for Notre Dame? I said, yeah. And that was enough for them. They didn't ask you if you started. They didn't ask you how many touchdowns or how many tackles you made. It didn't matter. The fact that you played for a university, the heck, they knew you had to earn it to get there. Was called respect, and, and I think that's the legacy of of why we need to teach kids respect goes much farther than touchdowns or championships. You know, it's it's kind of sad today to watch these bowl games and and all these national championships and the little league world series. How much pressure pressure they put on? These kids and these coaches, they're, they're having health problems. They're, they're walking away from their job. It's because of the money and power, and, and, it's, and it's not right. And we have to learn that football is a great sport. It creates great camaraderie, great great teamwork. You can learn a lot of lessons going to the real world because you're not going to play football all your life. And, you know, when you walk away with a championship, that's nice. But what did you really learn? And and if you learn something from it because you you were the underdog and that becomes a whole different different victory. So I, I think when I went to Notre Dame, I had to face the reality of elite athletes. What can I do to be here? And also academically, the elite student uh, who had high SATs, high ACTs, and uh, I didn't do very well in school in high school because the teachers always told me that I was stupid. Not. In many different ways now. Not saying, Rudy, you're stupid. But they allowed you to think you were stupid. That's how they treated you in the classroom and how they um, made made uh, you feel bad when you didn't do something right. And when you have a learning disorder and they don't know that, they don't know how to teach that, you, you really feel bad about yourself because, you know, I'm not comprehending what you're saying, what I'm reading. And they don't know how to handle that. And years later, I thought I had dyslexia which is, by the way, a lot of great people, a lot of visionaries who has dyslexia. Richard Branson is one of the great examples of dyslexic. He's a uh, very dyslexic, and he had great vision. Uh, And his detail is much different than the detail of someone else. So he surrounded himself with people who could apply themselves and do the things, one, he, he couldn't do, or two, he didn't want to do. And that's how I did my work at Notre Dame. I applied myself differently than how other students apply themselves. I learned how to get help differently and learn how to collaborate. And we don't teach that in high school or middle school how to collaborate with each other, how to help each other. I know. I really, uh, even in sports, we don't teach that at a younger age. And that's what we should be teaching because in, rea- in reality, life is about collaboration. Life is about helping each other. Life is about respecting each other and the love that you have for the sport, for the for the school, for the for the dream. And I think that's what it's about. But like I said, we get all confused by the liberal thinking of what you should have instead of what you should earn. And that's where I'm say the underdog. If you, if you go against the grain and you grind it out and you have the grit and the discipline and persistence and belief, you're going to learn more than the kid or the person who's smarter or who is faster than you. He will either be inspired by you or say, look at that guy. He's not part of us. Well, you don't want to be around that guy anyhow. You want to be around the guy that wants you to be around him because you inspire him. Because uh, he reminds him how hard he should work, even though he has more talent than you. Kobe Bryant was a great example when I met Kobe Bryant. I had no idea the movie had a great influence on his thought process. And when he met me, and, and he said, Rudy, the movie inspired me, had a great influence upon what I am today. It reminded me of all the talent I have. Stop complaining and whining and earn what you want. And go after what you want. And don't ask permission for what you want. Just go after it. And the movie showed that and taught me that. And uh, I was somewhat of a hero at that point, which I didn't know. But you never know who you're going to influence. And when I was going after the movie, I was told many, many times what a dumb idea. That's a stupid story. Maybe it was stupid to you, but it wasn't to me. (laughs) I knew what I, I went to the Navy. When I went to the Navy, I knew what it was like getting seasick and being lonely and going out there becoming a man. And the the people telling you that if they had any of those experiences, they would never say that to you. They would empower that. And there were great people in the Navy that empowered my thoughts and Mm -hmm. gave me the confidence and and allowed me to think bigger. When I got out of the uh, service, it was really, really a big step in my life, the military. So saying that and um, becoming that, there was so much of experiences and and so much of the challenge of going after something, which was really, really uh, a great journey. It wasn't fun going through it, but I didn't look at what was going to go wrong I looked at, what do I need to fix when it does go wrong? And it became a whole different journey.
3: You know, Rudy, well, I to give, when you're... I to give oh, a thank shout you, Ken. Out. I didn't hear you. Yeah, Sorry, Andrea. I,
4: I, yeah, I need to do a couple.
2: I want to give a, a shout-out on the collaboration because it's uh, because of two collaborative mindsets that were on the, this interview together. So the first one was uh, Kirk Chug oh. with the Gentleman Project, and I met you in Salt Lake City at Father's Day yeah. and yeah. had the pleasure of even breaking bread with you and learning more and, and, pinching myself that I was even sitting in the presence of you. Cause I had watched the movie Rudy probably a dozen times or more. And since then I probably watched another two or three times. Cause every time you need that inspiration, you watch that movie and you're, you're good to go. You're back uh, in so many different ways, gratitude, determination, not quitting and, and just the human spirit. And the second one is uh, with Joyce White Nelson and Catherine Lambert with uh, Mediatrix 360. And had this event not occurred in Florida, I would say that it would have been a little bit of a challenge getting you on this show because they're the ones who helped make this happen. So a lot of collaboration. And, and of course, mm-hmm. Andrea Adams-Miller here doing the uh, the bio and the flexibility that Voice America has had with us. Uh, Jeff Spinard, who created Voice America and has his uh, Finding the Frequency book. All these people have helped create this show that's happening right now, and it is a countless amount of people that have been inspired by you every single time you speak because you really are active with the underdogs. I was curious, uh, because we're going to be going to break in a little while, who was that person that did believe in you? Because you said uh, earlier in your life that so many people said you couldn't do it. Who was that person or people that said you can do it, you should, you should uh, dream big?
4: great question, and it becomes people you never expect to believe in you, and that's why I say if you're going to change your life, change your environment sometimes, and and you meet people that don't know you but believe what you're saying and they empower you, sometimes it's a, just a regular guy on the street, or a, um, it could be a mailman, a plumber, uh, a mechanic, a lawyer, or a doctor. If, if they don't know your Deficiencies, but they hear your dream. They will empower that, and that's the key. The people who know you will probably uh, doubt you with, with all kinds of doubt because they know your 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 failures and your inabilities, and they're going to remind you. And sometimes it's best to tell <laughs> someone that doesn't know you your goals and your dreams. Can you recall who that, uh, that, that person was? You recall who that person was. Who, who was that person? Uh, it was, uh, I mean, the guys at work where I worked was a lieutenant uh, commander in the Navy. It was a seaman that became a mechanic at my job. I mean, I can go on and on. It's not just one person. The guy who I helped me get the movie made was a mailman and a hotel manager. I mean, that's how it works, and sometimes we don't understand that. Uh, as big as the dream is, sometimes it's a little people who helped you get through it. To get accepted at Notre Dame was the administrator, the secretary who made sure she you got the meeting, who made sure the dean saw you. All these little people who believed in you and saw something they could see helped you get to those those huge obstacles. And most people uh I don't know. They, they get destroyed when the guy doesn't want to see you. Go go find another way to see that guy. I remember my first job I wanted. I wanted it so bad. Uh, the, the guy says, You don't have enough experience. Remember, AeroPorsee and something. If you want it, Rudy, you proved it here at Notre Dame, just stick around till they give it to you. And that's what I did. I stuck around into the lobbying until he hired me. And those are the things that, that are so. Uh, People don't do that when they want something. They, they, they feel deflated. They say, oh, I, I didn't really want it anyhow. So why would you go after it?
2: <laughs> you well, you, you're, you're, sharing a lot of, you're sharing a lot of gold nuggets right here, Rudy. One gold nugget is that even though you've, uh, you've only titled them little people from the standpoint of their title, but you treat them like big people and you treat them like yes. uh, solutions to how you can get where you need to go and you treat them with respect. And the other thing is a lot of people, they don't look at these people as the, the doorkeepers or the dream makers, and you do. You look at every single possibility. And the second thing is when you get these hints or you ask for something, when they give it to you, you actually take advantage of making sure that you're doing what you said you're going to do and, and seeing it all the way through. So th- there's a lot about that that people could learn from what you've done with your habits and your actions. I I want to go into the story about how you made the movie, and then, of course, I want to talk about the Underdog Tour. Uh, When we're doing the Mediatrix 360 this week, how did you actually
4: uh, connect with them? Well, it's a wonderful story, again, through um, a friend that introduced me to Catherine, and she has such a passion for young people. And to have young people go to the next level um, of, of dreams uh, I thought it was a good, good mix, and we just uh, we kept in touch, and and this is how it happens. She, she has a foundation uh, that <laughs> goes, brings people in like myself to talk to the kids, and talk to the people, and I think sometimes it's best to bring guys like myself in or people like myself who they can identify with and can say, you know, Rudy, I could be him, you know, right. maybe it's. I can never I can never be uh, uh, maybe a Richard Branson, which I admire. I can never do that. And the guy said, well, why not? Because I don't want to. But, man, I admire him. But I could be Rudy. <laughs> you know, I think more people are like that than that other guy. So my whole point that there's extraordinary people like Richard who should be well-commended and, and inspired by his journey. And also, there's many, many people like Rudy just want to contribute, be part of something, and that was me, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well,
2: it's certainly a, a full circle effect. I mean, you're going back to the kids who need someone to believe in them and have the right message and uh, right. not be attached to what their their past looks like, but look at how they could right. break through that and be something. Uh, who are some favorite underdogs? Who what? No, I'm sorry. Who are some of your favorite underdogs?
4: Oh, my underdog? Oh, my God. Rocky Blair was the one who, uh, was <laughs> remember in 1966, came back from uh, after uh, Notre Dame. He goes into the military and uh, Army gets shot up at half of swift gone. He comes back and says, you know what, I'm going to get this foot better and play for the um, Pittsburgh Steelers' four Super Bowls. Rocky wasn't the fastest guy, but boy, he had a great attitude. He wanted it. He wanted to play pro ball, and and, and he did it. He did it by not being the fastest, the strongest, but he was part of that team that he could contribute as a great blocker. And every now and then, he would be he would run as a as a as someone that that could get what they needed. So, but my point is, you know, it's people like that or. Someone, uh, you read stories of people like Kentucky Fried Chicken, how they do that, how that guy, 68 years old, goes across the country, and he lost everything and gains everything. I mean, to me, stories like that, uh, and today, uh, Walt Disney was another great example of someone who had a dream, and gave the dream, but never really saw his dream like we see it today. But he passed that on to other dreamers. And those are the stories that inspired me, not so much how many championships you won, or how uh you, uh, if you did this or did that in extraordinary
0: means. I mean,
4: I get so I just ordinary people doing extraordinary things um, and, and I mean, I can go on and on about examples, but my well we're going go
2: ahead we're going to go ahead to break in about a minute. I want to uh, ask you, do you have a book?
4: Yeah, uh, Rudy, My Story, Rudy's Insights, Rudy's Lesson for Young Champions. And, and where can and people uh, buy
2: that and where can people uh, uh, connect with you or follow Amazon. you?
4: Amazon. They can get it all from Amazon, of course. Go to my okay. website, RudyInternational.com.
2: RudyInternational.com, correct? hmm And anybody that wants to come down to Mediatrics 360 in Florida, uh, that event is going to be a phenomenal event. You'll be able to meet Rudy live you'll be able to get photos with him and uh you'll be inspired for sure so we'll be back in a couple minutes
0: where are you financially did you know that nearly three quarters of u.s. consumers have less than one thousand dollars in their retirement plans no matter what stage of life you're in listening to the steady investor can help hosts mitch zacks and mark vickery along with their guest experts discuss what you need to know to warm up that nest egg it doesn't matter when you start you just need to start Tune in to The Steady Investor, Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business.
1: Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune in to Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more but they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify.
2: Welcome back to the second segment, and we are very excited to not only have Rudy on this show, but we have Ryan Long with City Gala, and I just wanted to share a a short story uh, about, I guess, the process and the pathway to where we are at this point. So I met a gentleman named Greg Reed through Secret Knock, and he uh, had invited Ryan Long uh, to an event where they were giving a Lifetime Achievement Award to uh, Bob Proctor. And I was fortunate enough to be, I guess, not only the photographer, but within uh, 10 feet or so to overhear that they could use the photo. And I took the photo at CEO Space and sent the photo to Ryan. And uh, Greg had told me about an event at the Playboy Mansion, actually the last event at the Playboy Mansion. And Ryan Long throws some of the most spectacular events, I would say, in the world. But when I went to that event, I I just was amazed at the details, the caliber, the quality of people, the lighting, sound, I mean, everything was just the biggest production. So, Andrea, I'm going to turn this over to you because you obviously have some things to say about the wonderful Lion Law.
0: Absolutely.
3: Well, you know, Ryan is an amazing social entrepreneur and uh, philanthropist, and, you know, he's really found philanthropy as the way to make this great ideal vehicle to resolve, you know, basically what we've described as a troubled past. You know, so people hear things like Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, and James Cameron, and Bill Clinton, and Robert De Nero, and Sean Penn, and Halle Berry, and all these amazing people, and they think, you know, what what do these people have in common with Ryan Long? And, you know, they think, hey, it's celebrity, but it's actually more than that. It's that they have overcome some major challenges and hardships on their own, and all of them have also been speakers and honored guests at events that Ryan Long has been the executive producer. And he's just an absolutely amazing spirit who has done so ama- many amazing things to overcome struggles, to um, reach the highest achievements that you could ever imagine, which is with the City Gala, which is an annual event. So, in his a youth, Ryan endured a troubled and impoverished childhood, and he overcame all of these super challenges to be able to live the life that people would only be able to dream as far as being able to uh, bring these wonderful celebrities together to raise money for great causes and to really create this concept of City Gala where people start helping other people by making a difference in the world. So please, everybody, help me welcome Ryan Long, the amazing Ryan Long.
2: Ryan, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for what you've created. I I have to tell you, you may not know this, but you changed the Umbrella Syndicate, you changed the Key Smiling Movement, because to date, we had just done all these amazing leadership events, but we'd never done something at the level that you are doing it, and it's very exciting to be working with you at the the Grammys um, uh, party that you're going to be doing next month. So how did you actually get this vision to do this event?
6: Oh well, thank you, thank you again, and and thank you, Andrea, for such a wonderful. I don't think I've ever been introduced that way. That was incredible. Um, thank you. In in short, uh, the the vision came out of um, sort of rock bottom, if you if if you will. That that space is where I I turn to personal development books and i had um, I had experienced what it was like to be a nightclub promoter and um, and you know in the real estate business and doing sort of things that I was that made good money and you know I had a good time sometimes, but I hadn't really uh, been able to tie together anything really fulfilling and after losing a bunch of money at, at on one project and you know, a, a devastating breakup with uh, my ex fiance. I moved into my grandma's house and um, I spent an entire year with my nose in a book. Uh, and what I mean by that is I turned to personal development books and I don't know really why I did that, just that they made me feel good after I was reading them. And I, I just, I really believe in what Tony Robbins says and, and he says that he believes in immersion. And for an entire year, I was I immersed myself in personal development, um, goal setting, the principles, the value systems, what actual fulfillment uh, you can get by by raising your 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 values and your your desire to contribute, as opposed to uh, your desire to uh, create significance for yourself or. Um, or be greedy uh, as, as far as money is concerned, and it really turned my value system on its, on its head, and I began to focus and and I, I set about some goals that I really really wanted, and that led me to to start creating events that were um, that were geared towards giving and and i I had big dreams and so uh, I just like to put it this way that, that big dreams attract, attract big people, and those big people started arriving into my life at, at that time. And I, I consider myself uh, uh, fortunate to, to have done so many different types of things and launched so many different types of charitable organizations through my work.
2: When you heard Rudy for the first segment, did you resonate at all with the underdog story?
6: Oh, yes, absolutely. And of course, I've seen the film. And uh, I feel like um, it, what Rudy said about uh, desire, work ethic, and, and commitment was perfect. I mean, that in and of itself can can change anybody's life. And I think Rudy's a, a just a strong example, a, a heroic example of someone that, you know, people should emulate if they're if they're climbing the ladder, so so to speak,
2: well, I have a vision uh, now that there's a movie Rudy, and you know, if it wasn't for the movie Rocky, Rudy would actually be classified as the number one inspirational sports movie of all time because that's the only one that beats Rudy. But I'm envisioning a movie called Ryan, and then a sequel called Ryan Rudy and Ryan. so <laughs> I think I think this show gave me that vision, so this is going to be pretty powerful
3: <laughs> i''d like to put in for my ticket right now. <laughs>
2: oh, oh boy! So the the event that's coming up next uh, month. How can people get involved
6: with that? Oh well, it, there's there's a real simple way to find out information about the event. Uh, if you go to citygala dot org. That's c i t y g a l a dot org. Um and um you hit the contact us button. We'll, we'll certainly send you information about how to get involved.
2: Awesome. And, uh, the umbrella syndicate will be there. Red carpet connection will be there and we will be taking lots of beautiful pictures of this amazing event. Uh, I wanted to just go back to that, that philanthropy, the gi- giving back. Um, I am so moved by the fact that, uh, an underprivileged child who wants to learn about being an entrepreneur that you are actually putting money into, um, I guess the boot camps, entrepreneurial boot camp scholarships. Is that a good way of describing
6: it? Well, the service that, uh, that I've provided over the years is that I, I've been fortunate enough to find, uh, startup non-for-profits and, uh, assist them in, in gaining their, their strategy, their way forward, um, consulting with them you know, for free. I, I don't charge the, the nonprofits any money to advise them on how to grow their uh, non-for-profit. So uh, intru- introducing them to advisors, uh, board of advisor members, um, creating sustainable ways of, of access to, to funding, um, assisting them with their goals and vision and mission statements. The service that I actually provide is is that we launch new startup charitable organizations. So the last year's uh, non-for-profit uh, charity uh, was Community Inspiring Today's Youth. And uh, this year's uh, we're going to we're do two, um, two charitable organizations that I've been working with for this entire year up until the launch, which is the gala. And one of them is called International Arts and Philanthropy Foundation. Their feature is a youth mentorship program, and they fund several other initiatives. Um, And then the other one is Breed Life, which is a life-saving organization. The founder of Breed Life uh, organization actually had his life saved. Someone gave him a kidney, and it changed his life, and he wanted to pay it forward. And simply put, these are just inspiring to me, and, and it, it makes me want to work night and day to, to assist them in their growth and, and of course, produce a, a very high-quality event um, to, to showcase the efforts that these uh, organizations are, are going to represent to the world uh, long-term. They'll be in their business long-term. We're just assisting them with their launch.
2: And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? Because without those, that infrastructure and uh, uh, something you can build on that's solid, it's going to have all these weak aspects to the business that could ultimately knock it out. So you're you're protecting these visions or increasing the chance of their success dramatically. But
6: to give a shout out. Yeah, to, uh, I I agree. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah absolutely. Um, give a shout out one to of the things come. that uh, that I wanted to just add to it is that um that certainly. There's a lot of celebrity foundations out there. In essence, a lot of celebrities have their own foundations. Um, but I, I think the key to to assisting in the awareness is obviously um, you, you've got to get some, some big names and some popular people involved in an event or in a uh, campaign in order to, to really create some awareness for these startup organizations that are not started by um you know either a billionaire or a uh, a celebrity type so
2: true and i wanted to give you an opportunity to give some shout outs to some of your big sponsors uh, if you if you want to name some of the ones who've really made a difference in uh making this vision of city gala possible
6: well i mean in personally i i, I feel like it's it's the sponsors are are amazing and and we advertise um uh, we advertise them uh, along with the events when when the events come up, but uh, really the beating heart of what it is that we do is is people like you Ken and and uh, Andrea, people that join our event committee, um, guys like uh, Greg Reed and Scott Duffy, and people that kind of volunteer their time to introduce us to the most amazing people in the world to get involved and from a sponsorship angle, um, I really, again, I really do appreciate all the sponsors that have ever sponsored any of my uh, events. Um, but really, the sustainable and um, the thing that just really warms me up when I when I get to talk about it are the actual people that are are involved in our uh, our direct board of advisors, our direct um, event committee that are just volunteering their time and creating this, this village that it takes to produce a, a, a highly visible event. Well, I think it's
2: so cool that uh, Greg Reed made the connection because he just turned over to me and said, hey, you want to meet this person and take this picture. I think it's an important picture. But you, uh, ref- you nominated him for an award that he received at the United
6: Nations last year. Is that correct? I did. I was the executive producer of the Nova Summit uh, at the United Nations in July, and um, the, the gentlemen that were in, investing in this uh, summit um, really they, they had some ideas um, and needed uh, you know a professional to kind of put it all together. And the the event, the Nova Summit, was was in in partnership with UN DESA. And it took place at the United Nations General Assembly. And the fun part about this was that it was tied in to the global goals. And if you're not familiar, you can go to globalgoals.org and learn all about the United Nations and the global goals that were set about in the 2015 uh, delegation at the UN. Anyhow, these global goals, one of them is decent work and economic growth. Um, which takes leadership and empowerment. And, you know, in my life, I I come across a great many uh, heroes and humanitarians, and I'm so grateful for them all. Uh, But what Greg has done uh, for so many people all the time in being generous and being a leader and empowering people and and uh, putting people together is just absolutely incredible. I think it's on another level. So I was happy to present him the uh, the honor for leadership and empowerment at the Nova Summit.
2: I remember another gentleman that was at the event uh, helping present the Lifetime Award to Bob Proctor. And that was Evan Money?
6: Yes, 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 uh, at CEO Space. Right. Um I, I know
2: that he, I think he has helped you with events. I was just bringing his name because he has that similar spirit, I think, of, of just making a difference and playing full out in life.
6: Absolutely. Uh, Evan, Evan was instrumental in, in raising money for last year's event, and uh, he's joined the committee again for this year's event. Um, the guy's got a tremendous heart, and um, yes, he's, he's very similar to Greg in that he is. Um, uh, he's extremely generous.
2: Well, I think Rudy is going to be on the second segment or another segment because uh, we haven't heard back from him. So this is an opportunity for us to get to know you a lot better. And you just have to answer him as if Rudy was the uh, you're answering for Rudy. Okay, I'm just kidding. You're going <laughs> to you're going to be answering obviously for yourself. But but what we do is we play a round robin and the round robin or rapid fire questions they elicit hopefully rapid uh, responses. So. Uh, I, I'm going to start, and Andrea is going to chime in and uh, have fun with this. So what, is, uh, what are you
6: most proud of? Uh, my uh, personal development. Andrea?
3: When you were 12, what did you want to be when you grew up?
6: A professional baseball player. Mm. You
2: mentioned that you did a lot of self-improvement, uh, self-help books. Uh, name between one and three that you'd recommend to our audience. Change your life.
6: Oh, uh, without question, uh, "Unlimited Power" by Tony Robbins, um, "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill, and "The Sixty Four Success Principles" by uh, Jack Canfield. Beautiful, Andrea.
3: Um, I, I, having been a child and and working to raise all this money for children, what do you think the number one quality is in a father?
6: Um time spending time
2: nice. what is the biggest event you've got to date
6: oh um, loaded question um you can you can name two if you need to <laughs> <laughs> um, oh two well i i'd say the uh, uh Unite for humanity event uh where i was um instrumental in and bringing uh, President Clinton out to, the, to Sony Pictures Studios uh, would be one. Um, I really have a, a deep affection for all of them. Um, so it's, it's like asking you to pick your favorite child. Um, I'm certainly <laughs> proud of the, the, the work that that event did. Um, well,
2: to be, to be fair... If if you want, we can list them later on the show, just the events you've done or that you may be doing again.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, because that's a tough one.
2: Okay, Andrea, go ahead.
3: If you could wave a magic wand, what would be the number one thing that you would love to see change in the world tomorrow?
6: Oh, oh, without question, I think it would be um, the need need for, for violence. I think that need has to turn into a, uh, we don't need it anymore. Perfect.
2: Uh, what is your favorite inspirational movie? Um, besides Rudy, besides Rudy.
6: <laughs> besides Rudy. <laughs> I would say The Secret. Mm. Cool. Andrea?
3: Favorite children's book. I haven't read any. Biggest fear? Well, I'll change it for you.
6: <laughs> Big, biggest oh. fear? Um, you know, I really don't dwell on, on fear anymore. I've taught myself to uh, replace any thoughts of fear with um, a, a positive mental outlook. So, um maybe the, the 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 fear would be that i let any type of fear into my wherewithal at all yeah.
4: hmm.
3: okay. and um if you could um if you could change uh the course or curriculum in schools what would be the one area that you think needs more
6: creativity
3: hmm.
2: You Definitely. say you help a lot of profits uh would you agree that nonprofits and for profit businesses have similar problems and would, what would you say is the number you know one two or three things you should focus on your
6: business to make it more successful? Well number one is funding um, I think that uh, uh, you can overcome a lot if you're you're well funded and um and then the second thing is is um a a very very harmonious um inspired uh team and then and then of course third would be the uh the strategy plan and and impl- implementation of the infrastructure Andrea?
3: if your kids wanted to um, do some kind of crazy interesting new field of work what would your response be
6: I it would be out and out encouragement. Awesome.
2: What is uh your your big challenge that or the, the big thing that's gonna take you to the level twenty seventeen?
6: Well the the big dream is to do more of these these kind of events. So um the the big goal is is to do more set about more annual events and that is a a constant growth, and so I need to get involved and serve as many people as possible.
2: It's so cool that you're doing what you love because you just want to do more of it.
6: Andrea?
3: What was your favorite Christmas present this
6: year? Oh, (laughs) I think my favorite Christmas present was watching my mom and grandma open a, a gift that we gave them and it just warmed me up so much to watch my grandma um, open this picture collage of of um, over the past year all these photos that we, we had taken together, me, grandma, and mom, and oh, nice. uh, uh, some family members, just watching them open that was just incredible. Oh, nice.
2: Uh, how do people, again, uh, follow you and then also... Uh, Connect for the
6: City Gala. Uh, citygala.org.
2: And that's the best way to connect with you as well, to find out about other events? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's year-round citygala.org is uh, for any other events you throw?
6: Yes, yeah, so it will lead to my, uh, my email, my assistant's email, or one of our producers, and we'll quickly respond. Thank
2: Perfect.
3: Uh, Andrea, short question. Uh, I might just have a comment, so it'll be short. So I just wanted to say, you know, for everybody who's interested in going to the event, it's just amazing, and it it just really showcases things at a different level. Uh, super fun. So, Ryan, I just thank you for having us be a part of it. I don't think people understand how amazing it is until they've been there.
6: Totally well, thank agree. Thank you, guys, and thank you guys for having me on. Um, just to let you know, the, the events this year are February 11 and 12. so we've added a, a summit uh, to the gala just so that our messaging stays on point, point. and the summit is a day of inspiring stories by our celebrities and billionaires and, and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that have overcome adversity. And then the gala is on February 12th at the Walt Disney Concert Hall, so the summit will be at the USC building downtown Los Angeles. And the gala will be at the Walt Disney Concert Hall downtown Los Angeles. February 11th.
2: Ryan Long? I
3: suppose we, I suppose we
5: didn't Ryan say Long, you have, you have been have
2: amplified, amplified, and we thank you so much for not only being on the show, but all the things that City Gala does and what you do as a human being to acknowledge greatness. Thank you, and God
6: bless you. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.